Happy Friday and welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast where we go behind the mindset of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz-Robles and I am a confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo and I'm a life and leadership coach. And today we are honored to have a guest that I have been truly inspired by. We at the Dream Like, we'd like to talk about how we empower women, especially Latinas in our community, second generations, and how do we really fit into not only our communities, but the growth that we are evolving into. And so today we have Linda Garcia, who's a wealth generator, a former marketing executive. In, in 2019, she headed straight into her life's purpose to help heal the generational wounds into the Latinx community, specifically tied to wealth. Last summer, she launched a course for beginners who are entering the stock market, and she currently has a community where you can join for $8 a month, where she shares everything. Like I said, we can't talk about women empowerment without talking about wealth, money, and what that means to us. So. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about you because I, you know, I've been following you and I know a little bit about your journey, but I think that our audience, I think it's a, a good place for you to start. Just tell us a little bit about your background. What is a wealth generator? That is actually like the term that sticks out in me and how can, you know, we become wealth generators? Yeah, so I am uh, an 80s baby and child of immigrants. Um, I grew up in a home with very hardworking parents, multiple jobs, and a lot of scarcity mindset in our household. Um, and of course, like any system, you adopt the system. It's what raises you. So it's integral to your inner being. And I was conscious of two things. I think I was conscious of a system and I was conscious of an inner spirit that would constantly guide me even as a child. And so as I uh, grew older, I found it imperative to follow this inner guidance, this inner system. I also got into a lot of trouble. I'm a teen mom. I was in games. I just, I was a mess. I was a hot mess. And, um, I navigated that entire experience with my higher conscious, I believe, like my inner guide. And I started to really seek out what spirit meant to me, um, what consciousness meant to me, not necessarily what it meant in the church setting or from someone else's perspective, but solely uh, to me. And so it kind of set me off into this journey. It's really the foundation of In Lose We Trust, um, and let there be lose and, you know, lose warrior, my name on Instagram, on just experiencing all of these trials and tribulations and really finding the inner light from within. Um, and so I loved storytelling. I was very passionate about it. I went to school for marketing and I was very much into film. Um, I had, you know, dreams. I started directing and producing local television commercials. And I wanted to seek grander things. And so I made my way out to Hollywood 
And I got to work for Lionsgate and then I got to work for Netflix and I was very involved in the movement that was taking place in Hollywood that was starting to awaken to the Latinx demographic. And so um, I played a pretty big role in that entire experience. And then I just felt like I really needed to come to center, mainly because the universe pushed me that way to come towards myself and go back to the essence of what I originally wanted, which was to story tell myself. Um, so I gave birth to a Let There Be Lose, which is a spiritual podcast. And in the journey of Let There Be Lose, I, and even in the journey of accomplishing entering the pearly gates of Hollywood and all of those things, I would always lack achievement when it came to money. Even if I was making money, it was so hard for me to keep money. It was so hard for me to just have a healthy relationship with money. My entire relationship with money was extremely toxic. And while I was able to heal all these different areas of my life, I kept coming back to the toxicity that I had with money. And so I put a lot of my energy in there um, for, I would say almost 10 years in trying to identify what the issue was. And of course, a lot of it stemmed from our up bringing for me personally as a child of immigrant um, parents. And I started to break down those limiting beliefs. And so going back to your question, like what is a wealth generator? A wealth generator for me is someone that is very cognizant of the fact that all of us are here to generate something. All of us, that I am no different than anyone else, that we all have the equal capability, but we are not aware of that. We're not cognizant. We believe that certain experiences belong to certain classes or races or, you know, just we, we feel like there's a separation and um, there really isn't. So for me, a wealth generator is someone that can understand their own personal truth, their own personal power, and tap into that um, knowledge from within and generate an idea. And I believe that, I mean, not I believe, but I, it's a fact that in every single idea that is a great idea, it generates uh, wealth. And I think that we are capable of that in our communities as well. It's not something that should be exclusive to white men. Yes. Um, wow, you said so much there. But one of the things that I really think that when we talk about money, like you said, we're gr we grow up saying like, oh, like that's for rich people or like one day when I win the lottery, you know, I'm just thinking about my stories, right? Like we drive by certain homes and you'd be like, oh, that's where the rich people live. And once you say that, you exclude yourself from even the possibility of that being you. Also, you know, like you said, um, but I'd never even heard of the term like a scarcity mindset until I started to consciously look into why is it that, you know, even when I got to the point of making six figures, I still felt at times like that wasn't enough, right? Like, like I wasn't even in the realm of that, of, of that prosperity. So what does, can you walk us through, you know, just getting, becoming aware in the process of identifying your scarcity mindset? Yeah, I, for me, it involves a lot of inner parenting, a lot of inner child's work, um, and dismantling those beliefs, right? The first thing for me is to get very clear how you feel about the word wealth. Like, does it trigger you? When you hear me say it, like, does it 
does it inflame you like ooh and that's a natural experience it inflamed me hearing other people say that it made me uncomfortable like i don't belong in the space i definitely don't belong in the room like what is this that i'm observing and so for me it was just identifying the relationship and also the hate that I had towards money because the lack of money brought me a lot of pain. It brought me a lot of suffering. It brought eviction letters. It brought, you know, no money on Christmas day to eat. It car broke breaking down and I have no idea how I'm going to fix it. It brought not being able to pay my insurance. So I'm driving, you know, without proper insurance. It brought getting pulled over and then getting my license taken away. Like it was a, like a, almost like a domino effect in my entire life. And so all of that for me, the culprit was money. So how could I then develop a healthy relationship with money where I feel that I am deserving of it, of that? And so it was going back and dismantling those false cities. That was like a false notion that I agreed to. And I agreed to partake in the experience of hating money. I agreed to partake in the experience of not feeling deserving of money. I agreed to all of those decisions. So it was coming to truth with myself and realizing that I was behaving like a victim in this part of my experience. And that if I wouldn't let go of victimhood mentality in this experience, that I was going to attract that for the rest of my life. So it was either I stop it right now and try to mend it, or I develop a completely new experience with it. And so I chose the latter. So one of the things that like Sabrina and I have conversations about money all the time. And one of the things that keeps coming up for me, uh, and I know that she can relate a little bit, and I'm wondering if it's your experience with first-generation Latinas, is that for me, I equate real hard work with earning money. Like my parents, I never saw them when I was little. They were opening and closing a supermarket. So in my mind, I always felt like, am I working hard enough to earn what I don't even want to say deserve because it's, I'm so happy we're having this conversation because for a lot of women listening, wealth generation is probably about, about your income, but it's really about your mindset and those conversations that you have with yourself about money. So what do you see across the board with first generation Latinas and how we approach money in the workplace, our own personal finances? Yeah, I think that's a really excellent point. I know that for me, I can relate with that as well. I mean, my mom cleaned houses for a living. She sold tacos. She babysat. And she was doing this all at the same time. It wasn't like one segment of her life. It was at the same time. And so, you know, I didn't get to experience Christmas with my parents or, you know, any holidays for that matter, because my dad was in the service industry. They were working on those day days. And that was really um, challenging for me. So same as you, I equated that. And the way I equated generating money with like, you have to work that hard. And so the way I like to look at it from my personal perspective now is like a rainbow. And at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. And in the rainbow is all of our hopes, our beliefs, our desires, the sacrifices, everything that it takes to like walk walk on top of that rainbow like walk through that rainbow i feel that it was my parents responsibility to do that 
So like my parents coming here to this country illegally and the sacrifices that they had to make leaving their parents young and you know that entire experience that they had that they saved me from so to speak like they they did it so that they could their future children wouldn't have to experience what they experienced in their home country so the way i see their their job was like walking over that rainbow like walking on it and it has all of the energy that has then been propelled into me my sole job here is to no longer walk that rainbow. I'm on the other side. They've accomplished so much just to get me here. I am staring at the pot of gold, but unfortunately around that pot of gold is almost like this invisible wall that I'm working to dismantle um, and working to get towards the pot of gold. So my job, my responsibility now, picking up where they left off is completely different. So I had to separate those two experiences and in gratitude, thank them for getting us, us, our entire lineage this far. And now it's my job to dismantle this, this uh, false, this make-believe wall that's around the pot of gold so I can access it. And it requires more of my brain power. Um, the, the way I kind of look at it is like a Tetris kind of game, just the way my, I'm a, I see pictures. So that's kind of how I uh, navigate my life. And so I see like this Tetris where I'm trying to rearrange this invisible wall. I think you said something there that I, I guess I never realized it, but I also went through that in that Sometimes I find myself telling myself the same stories I would hear my parents say, though we haven't been through the same experiences, right? Um, they, like you said, they were working multiple jobs, sometimes not really knowing where the next paycheck was going to come from. Those type of things that I personally haven't experienced in the way that they did, because they came here not really knowing what was set before them, right? But sometimes we carry that with us. Um, so that, it was really interesting you said that because I was like, you know, sometimes I find myself saying the same exact thing, but I've said this to Audrey before and a couple other friends. It's like, actually, my journey is very different. And I have to remember that because I'm already, like you said, on the other side. I don't have to do the big leap, per se. Um, so one of the things that I really like about the work that you do is you talk about money mindset and the scarcities and the issues that we have to do. But also you bring another level that I wasn't seeing much of. The only time that I heard this conversation was when I was having either dinner with friends who went to Ivy League schools or colleagues here and there if we got cool enough. And that was about investing, investing in the stock market and what that means. Because the level of investment I was probably doing in my 30s was like, okay, I got a new job and I should set up my 401k, but I wasn't consciously even looking at that money. I wanna say that if I'm really real with myself, I kind of felt like it wasn't even mine, right? And it was just there because it's what you're kind of taught. Like you, if people remember you start your job, you get your paperwork, you fill out your 401k info, and then it just kind of goes, right? Um, but tell us a little bit about that. So you go into understanding what you're, consciousness is around money and now money is not just the money you bring in from your income right now there's other ways in which there's like you said this system and how do we fall into that system and that a lot of that sometimes has to do in the stock market 
Yeah, so what I've found is that, you know, we have been taught to covet the house. Like the goal should be owning the piece of property. And what I quickly started realizing is that it really takes a lot to be able to own that piece of property. You have to have excellent credit. You have to have um, a down payment. And if you live somewhere like in California or New York, you have to have a shit ton of money. <laughs> and that entire dream is not truly realistic to everyone, especially if you're going to college, if you have student debt. I mean, there's so many elements. The only way you could really take advantage of that is if your parents were prepared to help you with that part of your journey in life. Um, obviously, you can work really hard and, and things could fall perfectly into place and that's wonderful for whoever got to experience that. But the reality is that for most people, it is an inaccessible dream. And then not to mention that once you achieve that dream, Maybe you know, maybe you don't, but it's not even an asset. It's still a liability. It's one of the biggest liabilities that propels us into further liability, into further debt. Now you have to furnish the home. Now you have to, you know, pay for X, Y, Z for the home. And so um, I started investing in the stock market about nine years ago, and it was eye-opening for me to see how easily money grew, but I didn't need the perfect uh, credit score. I didn't need a big down payment to get started. And I obtained an asset immediately, which I had never had before. Um, so I really champion the stock market, most especially for people of color, because I think even though it feels so much more inaccessible, the reality is that it is accessible. We just don't have enough educators in our community that are sharing this type of information, mainly because there's still a big lingering taboo about talking about money to begin with. And so where do we start, right? And so one of the things I had to come to terms with, I carried a lot of shame for the investments that I did have and the money that I was seeing. And I needed to really break free from that shame that I carried and just come out and be open on how I was doing this. And instead of hoarding the information, not that I was hoarding it because I didn't want to see anyone else succeed, but I was hoarding it out of fear that someone was going to judge me or out out of, you know, I can't talk about this. We're not supposed to talk about this. And so what I started noticing was that this was another layer to the system that was keeping me, helping me keep this a secret. And so the faster I broke free from this and showed my portfolio and started educating, um, you know, mainly I'm focused on, on, you know, Latinas and started educating Latinas on, on my personal experience that the faster we were going to be able to break free from the system overall. Yeah, if you follow um, Linda and you join her community, I'm always, the first time I saw it, I'm not going to lie, I was like, Holy crap, she just showed her portfolio. <laughs> and there's a it looks like and I'm just like cuz that's like taking a screenshot, I guess in my head I was like of your bank account, right? And like you said, there's no shame in that, but it it is it is um it's definitely changing that status quo. And then I just got comfortable hearing you talk about it and it started to make me feel like okay, I need to look at the way that I approach money in certain ways. So yeah, that was something that I caught on quickly that I was like. Yeah, and by the way, white men have been doing this forever. Like 
they've been showing their portfolio. Their <laughs> portfolios are public. They've been doing this for such a long time. And it's been they've been helping each other through the process of showing each other their portfolios. And so now for me, it's almost mind blowing on like what took me so long, you know, like why did I wait so long? But we're here now and it, you know, it is what it is. And so that that shame about talking about money, we do have to get over that because all of us want money. Like we have to be able to say like Jayla, like yo quiero dinero and go after without any qualms. So where do we start? So we have a little extra money weekly from our paychecks to be able to invest. What do you suggest? What do we look at besides joining your community, of course? Well, there's definitely joining the community, but there's something, there's an, there's something another component, which is also the course. And I want to talk about this, um, not because I'm like, I want to do a shameless plug, but because I genuinely believe in the 10 hour course that I am uh, providing to the community. It, it, getting involved into the stock market, I can give you the one, two, three step, go to your brokerage account, you're gonna open your brokerage account, it's not gonna cost you any money, you can create a, a transfer every time you get paid, invest what you feel you can afford to lose. I can give you all of those steps, but the real work and the real understanding in the stock market is the emotional component that you have to money. So if I give you the one, two, three step, it's like pushing you into the, um, into the lion's den without you having any armor. I mean, you're just vulnerable and naked and you're getting torn up because it is such a place where it requires a level of understanding. That's the first part. The second part is the emotional component. For all of us, the majority of us, we treat money like it's an extension of our body. And the stock market comes up and it comes down. It comes up and it comes down. Every time it comes down, you you feel the panic. I've, I used to feel it. I don't feel it anymore, but I used to feel it. And so for me to just say, oh, yeah, here's what you do to get in without pro providing the proper uh, education for you to be able to handle the emotional component is a disservice to the community and can harm the community more than does good because they're burned by the experience that they had where they're panicking through a drop, they sell out at a loss. And so I really truly would like to offer Wealth Rules Everything Around Me, a two-day course that I have composed that has the emotional um, aspect of it weighs in throughout the entire experience and really truly sets you up to understand what you're getting into as well as um, healing your scarcity mindset, changing your perspective. Um, and growing your portfolio and being surrounded a, with a bunch of boss Latinas that are killing it in the game right now. That's so good to hear. Um, I've heard you talk about this before and we talk about this a lot on the podcast and in our community about investing in ourselves. And so I've heard you talk about how you've actually thought about potentially, you know, this is a this course is a resource for the community, right? but the importance of charging for that. So can you talk about that, getting over that hump of learning to invest in yourself? Because I've heard you talk about that. Audrey and I are big believers in investing in ourselves. Um, and I just think that I wanna dismantle that that conversation with ourselves, like, oh, I don't have, like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't pay, you know, four or $500 for that. Though I told Audrey yesterday, 
I've been wanting to dye. I haven't dyed my hair in a long time. And I got quoted and it's been so long that I got quoted for an amount that I was like, is that what people are paying these days? <laughs> and again, I was just like, it's all in your perception of what you find valuable. I mean, I find value in coloring my hair, but it did give me a double take. And I assume that's what people kind of get when they hear about how much courses cost because they are not accustomed to investing in that part of themselves, right? The non-physical like part of yourself. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is the part that is that I'm very passionate about myself because prior to creating the course, I would put on live events um, and you know, I had to give it a dollar amount. When I first started putting on live events, I would mainly just put the dollar amount where I would break even. So I wouldn't pay myself for all of the effort that it cost. I would just make enough to pay back what I owed the vendors or the location, etc. As I started to do more of my money work and understand the way money works, I started to understand that first off to give something is actually a disservice because the receiver doesn't see, doesn't feel the value of what it's worth. And so if I gift, if I give something, unless I feel called, if there's a calling, which there has been, sometimes I receive a message from what I believe is spirit that someone is supposed to receive this and they're going to honor it. Maybe they've been praying for it. We are in alignment. That is separate. Let's put that aside. But for conducting business and for pricing experiences or your courses or whatever it is, I don't care what you're selling. If you gift something away, not only are you um, not valuing yourself, but you're not valuing what your product, can, product or service can produce for the person that's receiving it. What I started to notice in some cases when we did um, giveaways when I first started was that most of the time the people that received the giveaway for the course wouldn't even show up. And it made me realize how much of a disservice it was for that person for me to give it to them. That instead of really gifting something, I was actually taking something away and keeping it for myself. So I believe that it is essential for us to start um, you know, putting a price on not just what the product costs, but actually the value of that. And um, the, the sooner we will do this, the sooner we will get closer to freeing ourselves from this idea that um, buying something that is from the Latinx community is like a charity experience, is like, a, you know, you're doing something good to give back in your community, which someone highlighted yesterday so beautifully in a, in a panel I was on. And it, it really impacted me because I do believe that we almost see each other as charity. Like, let me support her. And I feel like we have to break free from that because it's no longer a support. It's like, let me show you what I can contribute to your life, the value that I can provide for you and how I can change things. You don't have to run to Katie with the blonde hair and the blue eyes for this anymore. Like, I can give this to you, too. And I'm coming from your perspective. I'm coming from your jump off point. So yeah, I, I think it's crucial for us to understand the value of ourselves. I wanna go back a little bit on your story um, and your own 
mindset shift about money. So what, what did you do to work on yourself to change the way you, you change your relationship with money? Were there affirmations? Was there journaling? What did that look like? What kind of affirmations? So the biggest, uh, I, I want to say that it's been a long journey of working on me, but I want to tell you that when I pivoted, when it was like the aha, like I got it, here it is, angels singing, I can see them, was when I understood that anything that brings in money starts off with an idea. That's it. It's an idea. And I don't care what that person has access to, that they can execute the idea or what resources I don't have access to currently. All I knew was that everything started from an idea and that whether I felt scarcity or not, those ideas came freely to me all the time. Everyone that is listening to this has come up with some idea and someone later then executes it and you're like, shoot, I had that idea. The only difference is that someone executed it and you didn't. And so what I understood of the universe already was that once you commit, once you decide to something, everything else shows up. So if I get the idea, if I get the little seed and I decide, I can't possibly plant or believe in the seed. The seed goes away. But if I actually take the step to plant the seed, like in my heart, in my spirit, then the universe shows up with the rain and the soil and everything else. And so for me, that was the biggest epiphany. And that correlated to, I don't have to work for someone else to depend on a signature on a paycheck. I can depend on the seed of my idea and I can be the one generating my own paychecks. And furthermore, I can be the one opening up my space with my seed and my idea to sign paychecks to other people of color. Um, and so that was the biggest epiphany for me was like on, on, the, on the idea game, we're all on the same playing field. I love that because you're right on the idea game. We're all like, we all have the same visions and dreams and maybe like not the same, but they pop up. Like you said, we've all had that. Oh, I, I thought about that. Or like, I've been wanting to do that. And also once you break through that scarcity mindset, you just, that seed is always yours. So even if you don't plant it right then and there and you see someone else do it, there's still room for you to plant it, right? There's still room for you to do what you're called to do. And so, I really like that. Um, you know, before we wrap up, I'm just curious to see what I'm trying to take myself back, you know, um, maybe a couple of decades where I'm trying to think of like people I've had conversations where they are in a place where they're paycheck to paycheck and they say, you know, um, no, like I really can't like that's nice for her, but like I would never be able to do that. Right that's good like somehow you got some sort of lucky break um what would you say to that person so they can start to just explore breaking out of that pattern yeah that is i can relate to that sentiment i remember hearing um like women mainly white women talk about like oh and now i'm making twenty thousand a month and i was like the fuck like what like how does that even how is that even like that's 
that's you know an experience that solely belongs to her i i can understand that and getting to the space where i was you know receiving eviction letters to now making you know and i have to get comfortable saying this making sometimes over 150,000 in one month is it's, I have to I have to break through a whole new level of scarcity limiting beliefs but what I want to tell that person for certain is that I am not special I am not special and I am not different and that if I were to solely base who I am on what I was there's no way I could be here being a gang member um, having a baby at 14 years old, you know, my father disowning me, not growing up with my parents, um, you know, being homeless at one point, at another point in my life, being addicted to drugs. I'm telling you right now that nothing makes me any different. And I really, truly believe that if you've had a much more positive experience than me, then it is much more easier to get there. Um, and, you know, I, I think that in that type of mentality, there's a lot of self-love that is needed um, and what I see is a lot of self-hate and it's important for me to call it out and see it for what it is because it's important for us to acknowledge that you know what we need more than money is uh, to love ourselves and to nourish that part of us that believes that we're undeserving wow I'm just so I have a question before one more question for you so what is money to me money is not it's energy we don't even get to see it in a paper form anymore we get to see it we seldomly get to see it in a paper form and even when we look at it at a paper form like let's look at money right now in a paper form we're looking at money in a paper form and as I touch it I cringe I feel grossed out. I, I feel like it's dirty. I'm wondering how many people touched it. I feel like it's antiquated and I it's not that anymore. Um, and maybe it was that, but it's not that anymore. It's definitely a form of energy. It's um, numbers that are moving up and down. And those numbers are free to flow through you and out of you. And that is the idea. Money doesn't like to be captivated. It doesn't like to be in a rubber band. It, it's not, that's not how money works. The more money we release, the more money we let go, the less we choke, the less we hoard, the more money is going to come towards us. That is why for me, when someone can't let go of money to invest in my course, then they're not ready for my course. Because if you can't even invest in me, that I'm going to give you nine uh, years of my experience and help you maybe awaken some triggers that you, that you might have, then you can't invest in the stock market. You're not ready. Because all it is is the flow of money moving in and out, up and down. And the more that you navigate it in that way, the more it will come. And you're when when it comes, you don't even care. It's not even it's not a big deal the way it was when I when I needed to pay the rent on the first and I couldn't. It's not it's nothing like that. I just want I hope whoever's hearing that and is stuck in that scenario we mentioned is that you see Linda and that there's a way I'm not close to the number she mentioned at all, but I know that it's possible for myself. And I think just playing around 
and I don't want to say play around is a bad thing, but just once I got into seeing like what the stock market is or investing or all of that, I was like, actually all the money's out there, right? All that energy is already out there. And like you said, it's these moving numbers and it just goes from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And when you start to just see things differently and understand that, like, seriously, like you're going to tell me that that person is more worthy than me. Like, I don't believe that. Right. Because I've also gotten through the journey where I have enough belief in myself where I do believe I'm worthy of that. Right. And so there's that process. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think all of that is just amazing information you shared. Can you just tell everyone where they can follow you, how they can sign up for your course, a little bit about your community? Because I think that the growth journey is ongoing. So I'm it's awesome you have a community. Like you said, you're now dealing with a new scarcity mindset. So it's it's evolving and always working. Um, so just let everyone know where they can kind of make sure they get started. And at the very least, if you follow her, you'll start to get those little insights. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Luz Warrior, L-U-Z. And then um, our community is at In Lose We Trust on Instagram as well, where we're constantly releasing news on the market in our stories and then just uplifting con uh, content within our posts. And then uh, the course is available for $308 or two payments of $158 on our website at um, inlosewetrust.com. And then we also have a Patreon community where we have over 520 mainly Latina investors. Um, we do have a lot of men joining. I want to give them their space too because our Latinx um, men, non-binary, everyone I think deserves access to this information. It shouldn't be exclusive to Latinas, but we want to make sure that whoever we attract in our community understands the feminine divine and the power that that holds. Um, and so we're in there on Patreon and we have a Discord for only $8 a month and we constantly provide support to our newer investors and our more seasoned investors are also providing support. So you're not just hearing my perspective, you're hearing my team's perspective and then also the broader community's perspective. So if you feel the call, um, I'll see you there. Yeah, I I'm signing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm signing up too. <laughs> I could... Um, I've, well, I've been wanting to do your course, but I will say this, anyone who's listening, it sells out. I'm sure if I log on today, it's going to be like August <laughs> available. <laughs> um, so make sure you go straight to her site to make sure you sign up. And I just think it's incredible information for anyone who's trying to break out of that cycle. And, you know, your story, thank you for being open, transparent and vulnerable with us. We really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much, Linda. It was such an honor to have you here with us. We hope that this is just the first of many times we get to hear from you. Yes. Thank you Thank for having you me. so much. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Um, you know, while she was talking, there's this quote that I've said before, and I'm just, I just need to reiterate. If you're too broke to invest in yourself, get used to staying that way. And yeah. that's just the truth. And that's a lesson that I've learned on my journey. The more I put myself out there, even when I really thought I couldn't, because you think you can't, but when you want to do something, it's, it's kind of like the same thing with the money mindset. When you want to do something and you put your faith into that, the doors open for you to be able to do that. And the growth that you're going to experience when you walk through that door 
and have the faith to do so, do so is exponential. Yeah. And I think also we're always asking like, oh, if I only had this or oh, when I'm rich, we need to stop that. The opportunities here, we just heard from Linda and she's she's sharing her knowledge, but she's also, trust me guys, go follow her. She shares all of her journey very transparently on Instagram. And so if you want a way out of something, you just have to be open to receiving. You have to open yourself up to receive because everything that you want to do is already inside of you. And you just have to follow those little nuggets that are like kind of like doing that. And the second thing is that I really loved about what she said is that, you know, we really have to start figuring out and, and owning that we're already on the other side. We're in front of the pot right now. We've never had so much information. We've never had so much access. And sure, there has been systems and places to, you know, keep us away from that. But now, the more you know, the more you're able to share, the more she shares, and the more we start to realize how much power we have. So thank you guys so much for tuning in on this Friday. This was awesome. And I can't wait to hear anybody who signs up to her course, please let us know. You'll definitely see Audrey and I there. Um, thank you. Follow us at the dot dream lab. And if you want to also continue your own personal mindset growth, join our community, the dream lab, um, collective community, and you can also catch it on the bio. We're going to make sure we put all of Linda's information in the show notes in case you missed any of it. And with that said, happy Friday. Go find a way to make sure you get into her course. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you for listening.